listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. 90S is a Patreon-supported podcast. If you want to help us out, visit us at patreon.com slash 9to5cc. Even for a dollar, you could support your favorite podcast. Wait, no, not that one. This one, the 9to5 Entertainment System. What do we Both. talk about? We talk about Connor's back. We talk about AEW. We talk about Royal Rumble and the WWE. We talk about the coronavirus. And then... Stuff happens. Yep, we talk about... <laughs> The All-Star Game in Hockey, we talk about the Mount Rushmore of Draculas, we talk about best movie ever, and some other stuff in the middle that I can't read. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. One day we're going to do the Mount Rushmore podcast. It's going to be the three of us and listeners like you. <laughs> but why would they lie? I was... I was... I remember that... Moments very quick because my dude was like a lore monkey, right? Like mm-hmm. he had had a bunch of like lore and a bunch of knowledge and all that stuff, and people were just sort of like, "But why would they lie?" And I was just sort of like, "Why would they tell the truth?" I'm like, "You're making some big like suppositions about like largely evil characters by all accounts, mm-hmm. and now they're crazy and evil." Anyway, this is the Nine to Five Entertainment System talking about vampires. Is that uh-huh. our opener? Do we talk about are we talking about vampires just to immediately deal with Mount Rushmore or Dracula? Draculas. Draculas. Or do we have like more pressing news? I don't, we could, I don't know. Do we want to bounce through the news? It's been an exciting two weeks. It has been. Conor McGregor's still good at fighting. Punch, punch, punch. Yep. Punch. 45 seconds. Punch, punch. Yep. Shoulder punch. Yep. He invented shoulder face smashing. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, was a, <laughs> that was a move. Mm-hmm. Which is like super like amazing. To come, ba- to come back, be immediately competitive against a guy like Cerrone, who is like, is a gate. Keeper kind of role, Wait, but like, how long ago was McGregor's fight with Diaz? Not that long. Ago. Two years, two or three. Like it's, yeah, it's he's been out for two or three years. He beat Diaz up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying like it, it's, I think that the only reason that this entire fight happened was that if he could not beat Cowboy, he would embarrass himself against Masvidal, basically. Mm. And they did not want that. Like versus, he would probably like people like a lot of people saw like saw going to maybe like four rounds with the with Cowboy winning and and. and McGregor was heavily favored in any way, but you're like, if he loses, it's going to be at least a, a three, four, fa- three, four round kind of fight. It'll <laughs> look fine. Even if he drops, it'll be like, eh, whatever, he doesn't have it anymore. Whereas Masvidal is like the guy who uh, obliterated the troll in like five seconds, fastest finish. Yeah, but let's... Yeah, exactly. Let's, but let's be fair here about McGregor. Mm-hmm. The reason people were saying that, because in that Diaz fight, he didn't finish him. And I don't think that's so much talking about McGregor as it is that Diaz has an iron face. <laughs> like Diaz's the more he bleeds, face, the stronger he gets. Diaz's face was actually coming off, and he was still yeah standing around and goading McGregor. Yeah, to exactly. Him again. He's a, like Diaz is a complete psychopath. But yeah, so this was kind of a can he still go? Is he still marketable? Because there's a big money fight against Masvidal, and mm-hmm. if he beats Masvidal, then there's a big money fight for him eventually just going for a belt, right? And <laughs> at this point, he's just said. Uh, I don't really need the money that the UFC is bringing. I have like made enough money from the like Mayweather fight to last sure. me a lifetime. I sell scotch now, or whatever. Uh, I just love fighting people in the most competitive environment possible. <laughs> and he punched him with his shoulder and won. <laughs> and he invented shoulder punches. Yeah. Did you see uh, in AEW Pac's recent promo? Mm, I mean, I've seen uh, like recent promo of it as of like a week ago yeah it was like a week or a week and a half ago he's our number doing one that contender? McGregor. he's he's uh got that he's, he's an irish wrestler in mm-hmm. aw yep and he's sitting there dressed like mcgregor mm-hmm. in a nice tailored suit yeah basically saying you say wins and losses matter here yeah you know, i keep winning how come i'm not getting a title shot yeah fucking outstanding promo it's great aw is just great all around did you hear what's his name the, uh, they do wrestling the way that I like wrestling. I'm not gonna say they're they're the best at it, but what they put out is what I want. Yeah, I think it's totally it's it's. I told you my dad does not enjoy. Like my dad doesn't like it, and I mean I think it's and even if you listen to some of the like the the promotional stuff that they're saying, they're like we're not necessarily coming after WWE fans. Those are like kids and stuff. We're like we're making wrestling for dudes in their like 20s and 30s who kind of like some good stories some good promos a little bit of funny stuff some goofy stuff that doesn't really make sense yep. but it's fine you can just like toss that stuff hmm. around and just it's a different product like I how don't do think... you see their fights or their show 
Hmm? I've seen a lot of AEW. Yeah, but how? Uh, how? AEW Dark is their weekly show that's free on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they have yeah they have a whole they have one hour free uh, content every week. Uh, but also they're on TSN in Canada. Okay. Uh, and I believe TNT in America. Yes. And if you want to watch their pay per views, it's on the Fight uh, app or whatever. They don't mm-hmm. have a they don't have a monthly service like WWE yet. But yeah, and, and Dark isn't content like it's a show. Right, intros, right. outros, hosts, welcome to the show, kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. They and where they run a lot of their like B and C stories are kind of on dark. Like the main show will refer stuff that happened to dark if like that rivalry gets like hot enough to make it onto television. Right, right. Because that's it. They have a two-hour time slot, but they were like, it kind of sucks for fans to come out for just two hours of wrestling. So they make the it's live like an events. An hour and a half of wrestling with commercial. Yeah, exactly. That's down. it. So they make the live events about three hours and then they tape the stuff that wasn't for television and to turn a little show into it. Hmm. Makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. And, and it also just makes an hour commercial for them every week that you could watch for free, like as yeah. uh, on YouTube, which is neat. And it's good for talent too. You can say like, you're still going to be on air mm-hmm. if you sign with us, even if you're not in that two hour block. Yeah, as opposed right. to like WWE, where you have tons of guys like running house shows who are never on television, and no one can see them unless they're live, right? Like, hmm. Anyway, very fun like stuff. Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet. Well, the Royal Rumble happened. Yeah, I didn't are see you... anything about. It. I know Charlotte won. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The women's, but the women's one was was mm, sloppy. Uh, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it was just it wasn't great. Like they did. It's so stupid. They had a bunch of uh, a bunch of NXT talent and coming in and stuff. But like for instance, they had like. Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai were in the Rumble, but never at the same time. And they have like a massive feud in NXT. And you're like, how do you screw that up? Just like put them in the ring at the same time. They can have a stare down. Doesn't need to be like a blow off of any kind, but like put that story over. At least put them. You have a match with people coming and going at in the order that you decide. Yep. You can <laughs> you can make little interesting things happen here and there. Like. You have Sami Zayn as the mouthpiece of Nakamura, but you don't have Kevin Owens in the ring when Nakamura comes out. Yeah, like it doesn't necessarily need to amount to anything, but there's like interactions and character histories that you could play with. Play with, but no, it's like the one thing. Play yeah, in they, the space. They so they Brock goes in entrance number one. Do you care about spoilers or? No, I'm fine. I okay. About it. So Brock Lesnar comes in entrance number one and just throws everybody out. Like I Stone think, Cold style. But even more, like I think he gets a 13 or 14 eliminations or something. Like it. Oh. Yeah. It's, that's boring but it worked like it started boring but then you're like oh no this is actually kind of the best because like because there was he had different interactions with everybody and they came in like sheldon benjamin comes in he's like oh hey and sheldon's like hey and then they're like oh you're like, we're gonna team up and they're like yeah because they used to be roommates mm-hmm. in real life and they're like all right cool and then <laughs> like as he goes like sheldon has his back to lesnar and lesnar's like <laughs> and just throws him <laughs> like so like that keith lee comes out and lesnar's like whoa that's a big boy like Res- lesnar having different reactions to everybody coming out and then also kind of kind of usually doing putting on like a good 30 40 seconds sometimes a minute or two with them like worked like it wasn't just guy comes in gets thrown out like he, right. they, they told different versions of that every time the most trouble that he had was at one point where kofi came out biggie came out ray came out who all had beef with him he ended up obviously taking care of them and then uh, uh but then drew mcintyre and ricochet are out those are two guys that I enjoy watching. Yep, and he's obviously like he throws Ricochet like into the into the turnbuckle and like collapses him or whatever else like that. And then McIntyre's squaring down, and then McIntyre's put on weight too. He's a big boy, monstrous. Now. Yeah, and then Ricochet just you know what, what's Brock Lesnar's weak spot? His neck. His dick. Almost every loss that he's ever had has oh, low blow. Has, has been derived from a low blow. Like it's just like it wouldn't be the chunk of intestine that he had pulled out. Maybe, yeah. but anyway, a so platter of deer. While he's squaring off against, <laughs> yeah, while he's squaring off against McIntyre, just ricochet low blows him, and McIntyre just claymores him out of the out of the thing, uh, which was fun. Uh, and McIntyre ultimately went on to win, which I thought was interesting. Interesting, and again, I mean, like you have the elimination chamber, and you have three months of storytelling between WrestleMania. Like the main guys don't need a Rumble win; you can book them into wherever you want. Like and you have to be careful by giving a main guy a Rumble win, because otherwise you end up with Batista and Roman. <laughs> yeah, just sitting there going, Ugh. yeah, you're like, oh no, now I have to deal with this, and the fans are booing it. And Roman was in the final four, and people were booing. Like, yeah, it was Roman and, uh, I think Roman and McIntyre might have even been final two. And, like, the boos were coming down. Because they knew. Yeah, exactly. But then <laughs> but then McIntyre hits the claymore and everyone's like, what? That's great. <laughs> yeah, it was like A+. Most interesting part. And 
largest pop I've heard in a very long time. Entry 22, 23, or whatever. Just like, everyone's like, like, Dan, 9, 8, countdown. You think you know me. Dan, and Dan, and Edge came back. Really? Looks amazing. Wrestled. Like, didn't come in as a, like, a, a legend spot. Like, wrestled, hit spears, like, took moves, did whatever. Had great interactions with Randy. Like, they, they kept, like, <laughs> it was the best. Like, they keep, like, like, teaming up and going and, like, talking and just, like, going back and forth. At one point, they're, like, they're, they're squaring off. And then you see, like, Randy starts, like, moving in for the RKO. And Edge just, like, turns and looks at him. And Randy just gives, like, a big shrug. And he's, like, ah. And Edge is, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But then Edge, Edge turns on Randy <laughs> and shoots him out. And, and then while gets, Randy gets eliminated and is, like, ah. Like, just looks, like, not mad, <laughs> you know, but just bummed. Like, there are two characters who... Tagged for a little while. Yeah, rated mm-hmm. R pretty successfully. Like rated RKO is like a pretty big deal. But also like the two like the characters' defining traits are like opportunistic kind of like shit heels. Right. Like so like you're like yeah yes we are friends but I also expect you to betray me like right. yeah very it's fun yeah it was fun and Rumble I, is Rumble is still the most interesting of the pay per views and I yeah and I also hope that Edge builds to uh, like a Randy program i guess because i was like if they're gonna put those legends into mania i like it when they wrestle each other and they don't just bury a kid yeah <laughs> you know like either either they put a put a young guy over or you do that batista triple h thing where you're like it's fine it's like this is catering to the nostalgia market and you're not like ruining future endeavors before it yeah royal rumble happened it was okay mm-hmm. uh daniel bryan lost to the fiend because of course he did <clears throat> Which is just because they invented an undead monster man mm-hmm. who it's just again just dumb silly booking whatever man they had a white wolf vampire in there sure yeah but it's just it's just weird booking for this point because like this character the fiend hit like Seth Rollins is like considered to be like I guess like S tier at least A plus tier like power levels or whatever like he's like one of the top mm-hmm. he's, he's 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 the Randy Orton of this generation yeah exactly like he's kind of in that like John Cena Rock Stone Cold superstar. So, Superstar. No, he's like in the Randy Orton. The what? guy, the who? guy they all think is Rock Stone Cold. But who is right now? Who is like in in kayfabe power levels? Who is higher than Seth Rollins right now? Triple H. No, but uh, currently, I mean, not who doesn't have. No, I mean currently. No, 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 but I'm saying, but who, but who isn't who isn't sitting on like '90s power boost? Like, like uh, Brock Lesnar. Again, sitting on like 1990s power boost. No, but he's also the guy. Sure, but I mean, him, but, Braun Strowman. But like, but like you have, but like the Rock and whatever were top tier. But then Undertaker could still put them down if he wanted to be an the, undead wizard, and he and he had powers from another era. Like I feel that Brock and Triple H are rolling on Attitude Era power. But they're like, the guys who can show up and demand a title match for no reason. Sure, but I'm saying working roster guys. Well, I mean those. Those two guys are currently employed by WWE. But they're not on, walk the, they're not on the weekly. And, and demand but they're not every a title week. match, and everyone will be like, oh, okay. It's fine. Yeah, but I'm saying, but on a week-to-week, who is better than Rollins? Like, who has a higher power rating than Rollins on a week-to-week basis? I don't even understand the rules of this game, Keith. You can't be a part-timer, because <laughs> part-timers have weird, like, ancient power boosts. Like, tr- like, Ric Flair can walk into a ring and inexplicably take out a person with, like, a s- chop, because he's 70, but, you know, has 50 years of wrestling power into his chop. Like... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, part-timers don't count because they have, like, their stats are all boosted. Sure. Okay. Up there. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no. Like, Randy Orton, who keeps winning those titles and getting WrestleMania I'd put, I'd put him. I'd put him much higher than Randy Orton because Randy Orton was Randy never... Randy Orton in, in 2010. That yeah. level. Just always... He's, he's the main event. He's the guy. Yeah, but I would, put, I would still put him higher because there's no John Cena anymore and stuff. Like, Seth Rollins is, like, the top... Has Seth Rollins done a movie yet? Because Orton did a couple of those. But he's older. Anyway, whatever. Miz, Miz. Maybe. Anyway, top tier guy. Okay. Seth Rollins. I don't even know where my point's going. In. Anyway, where is it going? He has uh, like he hit not an not an exaggeration like twelve finishing moves mm-hmm. on their undead zombie swamp man, and then the guy still kicked out. And I was like, but what do you do with that from a storytelling perspective? You're like, okay, so you go back to the video game and you just. Don't tell the person you're playing with that is better than you, but you don't tell them where the pin button is. <laughs> yeah. I keep hitting my finisher. This match should be over, but I don't. What button is it to pin? Exactly. He keeps kicking out. It's also funny because it was like a no, and then it was that that ending was super dumb. It was a no disqualification match, uh, but then the the spot was like as though 
he piled a bunch of chairs on him, and then Randy or- uh, then Seth Rollins starts like hitting the pile with a hammer, and then the ref calls it off for too much violence. And I'm like, it's a Hell in a Cell match. Those are, by all accounts, as I understand the rules of Hell in a Cell, you could kill the man. <laughs> like yes. as as it is prepared, as as it is presented in kayfabe, mm-hmm. you could do a murder, and it's like. Everything so goes under a pile in. of chairs, he was getting hit with a hammer. Yeah, and then they were like, too grisly, and then they stopped him from hitting him with a hammer. Huh. And I was like... This, this is during the filming of an actual wrestling documentary. The Hell in a Cell Undertaker-Mankind match happened. Yeah. So, Hell in a Cell is a, is a bad match. Yeah. There's no stopping that, just because... Yeah, you don't you don't stop it. You like the match didn't stop when Triple H when he went not Triple H when like Mankind got thrown off of it. That yeah, didn't it, stop the match. It would have been better if they just would have counted to ten, saying he hasn't gotten up. Yeah, but there's no ten count in Hell in a Cell either. Well, I mean, How do you win? You pin the man. That's it. No, I mean, but there are the no man, rules. The Mankind match got got ended when he couldn't get up anymore. Oh yeah, but then they rang a bell. They yeah. still rang a bell because he couldn't answer it. Yeah, that's it. The ref could have just stood there and be like, you have won by knockout. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a, there's a precedent for that, and that's when The Undertaker threw Mick Foley off the top of the hell in the Yeah, but cell. then he sat up in the pile of chairs, see? That's the thing. So he wasn't, he wasn't down. So I was like, so then I'd be like, okay, so match is back on. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, like you waved it off to be like, oh, no, you're trying to do a murder. But then he sits up in the pile of chairs, and I'd be like, okay, restart the match. Undead guy's still going. Anyway. Regardless, it's just like if you book Doomsday, you need to have Superman. Mm-hmm. And I guess Brock, maybe? But then you... I don't know. Who knows? Braun. Yeah, but they've, they've nerfed Braun so hard. Really? Anyway, yeah. That was like the swordsman story. from Westeros? Yes. Braun Strowman. It's the, the, the new big show. Okay. I see. Get these hands. It's a great thing. So you're going to step into the ring and get these hands. Uh-huh. It's a great taunt. No, it's not. That's a feed me more t- level taunt. I know, but it's be- well, but it's a great taunt because by all accounts, it came from a a, a botched promo, and then and Strowman was like, "I'm just gonna own it," <laughs> like, and then just started repeating it on TV again and again. <laughs> like, uh, Speaking of sucking all the life out of something. Oh, you want? So now we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we weren't going to mention any uh, the coronavirus. Uh, yeah. Did you? I guess did we want to? If it is in fact. A biological warfare activity. Do we want to put our voices on the internet? I was just going to talk about what has officially happened. I feel it's it's worthy enough news to even glance upon it. Sixty mm-hmm. million people are currently under quarantine. Mm-hmm. There have been something like seventy confirmed deaths. Mm-hmm. There have been fifty confirmed cures, mm-hmm. and the official tally right now is about three thousand people infected. Mm-hmm. There are, if you go on Twitter, you can see videos of people saying that they're in um, Wuhan province mm-hmm. and that there are tens of thousands of people infected and that they're terrified to go outside. The World Health Organization has not called a um, state of emergency, a state of emergency yeah. for the whole world, although most of China, they're saying, don't travel to it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Scary stuff, man. We could be starting a global pandemic here. It's been exactly 100 years since the last one, more or less. I don't know. I mean, SARS was not that long ago. And I yeah. was working in the hospital system when SARS came out. Ooh. And, yeah, I'm they're wondering saying, if, like, and they're saying that the like if you are infected, SARS is more deadly. Yeah, of, of this is a, this is more communicable, less deadly, right? Than SARS, yeah. I think, is what the what I've heard is that there's a two week incubation period after you're exposed to it, and then there's three to five days where you are contagious but not presenting symptoms, hmm. which is about the worst case scenario you yeah. could possibly have for this this kind of thing. Captain okay. Trips. Yeah, but yep. I don't know. I exactly, that was kind of my thinking too, and I guess I don't. I mean. Maybe I'm not following it properly enough. But like, mm-hmm. how does it compare to like bird flu and SARS and whatever? Like, I feel we've kind of handled these. Yeah, those other ones were coronaviruses as well. So yeah. like, same same kind of family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like they're not. You don't have a, a lot of fatality numbers yet, so you don't really know how this does yeah, exactly. compare exactly to them. The kind of good news. I read a big thing on the CBC from the guy who got SARS mm-hmm. when that infection happened in Toronto, and he said that they learned a lot of lessons from it because there was an enormous fuck up. Right, like a guy yeah. showed up with SARS, and then he sat in the uh, emergency Wait, room for like eight hours infecting everybody while whatever mm-hmm. so there was multiple waves of SARS in Toronto mm-hmm. that's good news for us but um also oh we boy. don't live in Toronto also yeah <laughs> <laughs> well no but in Montreal. yeah there yeah, but not coronavirus as of yes no. there have been really yeah. I thought it was only Ontario I've only no. seen the Ontario stuff in no 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 there was a guy who has presumptively he has or did it get confirmed I have not heard that. I okay. watched the news yesterday. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, well, I've seen the alerts on my telephone, and they usually just said Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's it's not even a topic of discussion at the hospital. Really? Yep. You haven't heard a not not even a memo, nothing on the the internet. Like no one fascinated with it at all. Like at all. Are we smarter than doctors? Yes, we are. But because <laughs> because, because we read shit on Twitter. But I feel like there's been like two confirmed cases of, of Canadians having it, so yeah. no one is hmm. particularly worried about it. But I'm sure that they probably like... Though I do work with a girl who is of uh, Chinese ethnicity, and she has laryngitis, so she's wearing a mask. And no Everybody's flipping out. Yeah. Oh, man. She wants to just be sitting there and just on Reddit all day, being like, oh, whatever. There's uh, like... You know, there's all these people waiting in the lines of, like, the other clerks, and I just, yep. no one's coming to see me. No. I wonder why. <laughs> She's got laryngitis, so every time she says anything to them, they all back up their chairs. Yeah. Hilarious. Don't worry, it'll be about 15 minutes, and they're gone. I was home, I was home over Christmas, or whatever, <laughs> recently. Uh, okay, well, yep. Well, we're going to hit that one again if it's still going. I suppose, yep. yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, as we say, that there's... I guess we'll have a lot more information about it in the next two weeks. Speaking of bloodborne yeah. pathogens. Here we go. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we need to say about that. <laughs> Kobe Bryant passed. Uh, finally. Shaq fainted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, zang. Uh, yeah, sportsman died. Yep. I guess. He was very good at basketball. Yep. I'm trying, I was trying to think of, um, like... Other deaths that has had this social media like response, and I think like even like Prince and Bowie and stuff didn't. T- people did not. People really like basketballs. I know, but I mean, but I thought that I w- we were sheltered a little bit by that in Canada. But then I was like, but we did just win the championship, or like a Canadian team did just win a mm-hmm. championship last year. So I think that like basketball is maybe like peak in the Canadian. I don't know psyche. if you know this. China loves basketball. Also, China loves basketball a lot. So wait, we're saying that this is connected? Is it? No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> two billion people love love basketball. Right? Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, but I don't have a lot of Chinese people on my social media feed. I have a lot of Canadians. That's racist. And I'm, well, I'm sorry. They're not allowed. They're not allowed to have Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> it's just facts. Uh, but yeah, I have a lot of Canadians, and they're all posting about Kobe Bryant, which yep. is weird, weird to me. And I'm, I'm trying to think, like... It's, it's also a little bit weird that that many people are Lakers fans because, like, go fuck yourselves. Eh. I'm trying to Wait, think. Why is that? It's like cheering for the Yankees or the Dallas Cowboys. It's like it's I have no understanding of the sport. I'm just going to pick the team that wins a lot. Huh. They're my favorite. And they're not they're not good anymore. Right. Well, I mean. I mean, they're still very good. Basketball is a dumb sport with only four good teams. So, And it's wherever the good players are playing. <laughs> Those teams, those teams are subject to change without notice. Yeah. When, when like you know, LeBron, LeBron James moves. is currently a, a Laker. Yeah, this is kind of like so now they're good again. Yeah. But then a bunch of people went to the Clippers. So the Clippers, who were not good, are now good again. The Toronto Raptors won a championship and like two players left. So now they are not good again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, the, the Raptors, the Pelicans drafted Zion Williamson and they are good. And they were like a hilarious is, joke. Is this serious? There's like four or five players who can dominate the court mm-hmm. no matter what when they're on it yep and then because Weird. of the way contracts and stuff work like say say the three of us were like best we're just like we're gonna set it up so that we're just gonna go to the same team that can afford to pass. And it'll be like a harlem globetrotters game with pretty like, much passing that's, circles that's, that's what happens and then you have a couple teams who can kind of like do that due to circumstance and this is america's favorite sport uh-huh and oh, no. weird. No. The NFL is America's favorite Yeah, that's sport, true. Okay. American football. All right. Well, although Speaking of American you can football, argue that because there's, like, someone was talking about that. Oh, man, he's getting all jazzed about he's football. So just to, to close. I, I have a football thing to, to follow up on. Oh. Right. oh. So, Co- yeah. so Kobe passed away, and NBA is weird to watch. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the XFL launch? I saw the, like, the things, Again? and I did not click. Yes. This is hold on. But is it the same people? Yeah, yes. it's still Vince McMahon. Wow. And NBC, and like. Yeah, yeah. Whole, I saw. I they're saw changing the rules. To what? To what? How Football. is it? Uh, there is no extra point kicks. Everything is a one, two, or three point extra point play from two, five, or ten yards out. Uh, kickoffs okay. are so like so you can you can get a point for just making it close-ish? No, you you cannot kick for the extra point. You always have to play another. But you get more play. points if your final play is from farther. Yeah, past, so you yeah. score a touchdown and then you have to line up again. And you can choose to line up at the two, the five, or the ten, okay, and get one, two, or three points if you score another touchdown. 
Huh. And do you get to keep going, or is it like no? You get one down. You get one, and then a bonus, and then yeah. then you have to kick the ball back to the the other team. Huh. Uh, kickoffs are weird, and, and that no is touchbacks. because and that is because the XFL cannot afford kickers. Uh, you don't line up. <laughs> like the, the kicker is kicker is like pretty. It is kind of a weird thing. It's just like that's the only thing you do, right? right but yeah. it, it's the it's the the whole thing like kind of like a goalie where it's like a kicker doesn't matter until you don't have one, and then you're like, uh oh, they yeah. put up the most points, it's but they're player. but they do not play the rest of the game, right? right. <laughs> you know, and it's just sort of like there's good ones, hmm. and then there's a lot of teams that don't have them, and then they're bad teams. Like, there's, uh, there's no um, running starts for kickoffs, but the kicking team lines up super close. They can only start moving when the ball is caught. Damn. Though they line up on like the th- on the other team's thirty-yard line. This is very strange. Like I don't <laughs> even know all of this. Like, bo- like I don't know enough of the rules of football. Yeah, like, but you, this all sounds bananas. Yeah, like I do. Well, just just imagine the kickoff. Yeah. The, the, the start of every football game. Yeah, Everyone exactly. starts running, and then and the, then the kicker the, kicks the ball, and then the two teams slam into each other yeah, like a demolition yeah. derby. That's how it happens. Now they're saying that they can't do that anymore, but in order to make it so the receiving team doesn't run halfway up the field before the kicking team can start moving. So, but they, but it, they so, start in the offensive zone. Like so, they, but, but, saying, but, but is it just a passing play? Like, instead of kicking and receiving, it's just like a, a regular, like, a zero down situation? No, they just are only allowed to start moving once the ball is caught. So they start way closer to where the yeah, ball will be yeah. caught. They're probably just trying to avoid head injuries. When we talk about Aaron Hernandez's movie, that's, that's the... Really yeah. They have removed the lateral... You can throw the ball forward more than once. Whoa. <laughs> it's barely football anymore. Yeah, this is like another sport. But again, I really think that it's because all of the kickers are in the NFL. Because there aren't enough professional right. kickers right. like to go around in the NFL. Like There are teams that need kickers and don't have them. So if you are any kind, of, any kind of good at kicking, you're in the NFL. So you cannot be in this weird have, bush. Have you actually seen what this looks like? No. no they haven't, played they haven't started yet. They don't even have teams yet. Huh. You can throw the ball forward, and someone can catch it, and then they can throw it forward again. That's so weird. It's super weird. Like, the only thing that would make this complete is... It's in a bubble. Could, <laughs> <it's> roller skates. <laughs> like, it's so strange. Yeah, exactly. If there's no out-of-bounds, the ball right, can just, like, like bounce like, off of, like... Into the like, stands. Like, well, no, but I'm saying, like if, if the wall. Glass, yeah. glass walls, so the yeah. balls could be like, boop, and you just bounce, you're just like, keep running. Yep. Huh. <laughs> is there, like, buzz? Like, is it? Is it, are people going to... No. Gonna, no. <laughs> Because the last one ended, ended so badly. Did, wasn't there a whole host of dirty tricks played by the, the NFL to keep them down, though? Wasn't there, like, a power issue to the stadium one time, and there was all kinds of other... Well, no? potentially. Guys? I think that they just also had put on a bad product. Yeah, then, with bad players. Yeah, and that's the that, yeah that's the big thing. is that, like, I think the gambit of the XFL is that it's going to happen in the offseason of both the NFL and the college football. Right. So they're like, football... Hey, you like that? And there isn't any, so we have some. Right. We got some of that good, good sort football. Of. But then you watch it, and from what Scott's saying, you're just watching this other thing. And you're like, it's football, huh? Yep. Hey. And, like... It is to football what roller games was to roller derby. <laughs> There's a crocodile pit. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can, like, laugh all we want, but in the actual sport of hockey... You end games by sometimes being three and three, and then you just make one shooter go up against a goalie by himself. <laughs> that, right. that is how we solve the game. We just made up weird mini games to solve I, the actual I, game. I don't want to talk a lot about hockey because the All Star Game weekend just passed. There were two things that were awesome, and they were both the hardest shot things. One, Shea Weber clapped a 106 mile per hour slap shot <laughs> to win the competition. Jill can't catch Dano. Two, Al McInnes. 50-plus-year-old member yeah. of the St. Louis Blues wearing dress pants and a jersey over his dress shirt. Put on a pair of skates to come out and... Sh- with, a big, with, a, with, a, with a flat-bladed wooden stick. <laughs> to come out and take a hard sh- a shot during the hardest shot competition uh-huh. because he used to have a very hard shot when he was a player in the 80s and early 90s <laughs> and topped 100 miles an hour. Yeah, That's and crazy. still had a very good shot. <laughs> like... <laughs> Which was harder than several of the current NHL competitors in the hardest shot competition. Awesome. Yeah. That was crazy. And the weird shooting star competition or whatever. Where they shoot over the crowd. Yeah, they shoot up in the 100 section from a platform trying to hit things. But then, hit things. Like, that's the impressive part. Yep. Is like, you're up in, like, the lo- like the first bowl of the arena. And they're like, pachoo! And, like, hitting multiple targets. That's the size amazing. of couches, but, like... Yeah, the other side of the 100 arena. 100 yards away yeah, on, exactly. on the ice, down yeah. 30 rows of fans. Right. Over, their, over the fans' heads. Which, that's kind of fun. <laughs> 
the best hockey was played by the women putting on an exhibition game. Yep, Canada versus U.S. women. Canada won in a two-one, mm-hmm. three-on-three showdown on Friday night. <laughs> they actually had interest in playing and winning the game. Well, and putting on uh, interesting thing. Like it's it's t- all that stuff is about drumming up interest in the women's sport, right? Like the men are there to try to not get hurt because we're closing in on the end of the season and they all need to stay there. The women are like, we need more eyes on our brand of this sport. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go play a competitive game and not stupidity. All-Stars. <laughs> I don't understand why the goalies in the All-Star game just look like they don't care so much. Well, because they don't care. Like, even just a quick lateral movement in Butterfly is still, like, risking a groin injury. Like, you know, like, oh, just don't crazy. do it. <laughs> like, why would you possibly exert yourself in any way, shape, or form for a dumb fantasy made-up game with no stakes? When you're, when, when you're at game 50 of the season and you're trying to make a playoff push most of the time or trying to tank sure. the Habs. It's just, you can't. Like, there's no there's no discernible reason to put any effort in. Like I know, but it's it looks worse and worse every year. And I don't think that's just me getting older. I, I do think the All-Star games of the 80s and 90s look like hockey. This doesn't anymore. Yeah, because I think that people realized more and more how stupid it was to risk any kind of injury or, like, strain. But is there a history of... Big injuries happening in All-Star games? No. People because they're not playing very hard. Well, they weren't checking hard in the 80s. They were still trying to skate fast and back check. Just yeah. I think back in the 80s, people hated each other. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, like there was, like, legitimate bad blood. I don't feel there's, like, legitimate bad blood between anybody except for, like, even Cassie, Dreis- and, K- Cassie e- and Kachuk. Even Drysaddle and Kachuk were playing on the line together. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, like that kind of stuff would be, like, whoop, like you listen to, like, some of the old rivalries in the 70s and 80s and it's like you're spitting on each other and I wouldn't look them in the eyes and now they're like oh no we're all millionaires and it's fine we just play on other teams like so there's nothing to even ignite that kind of rivalry like a lot less cocaine too fair enough <laughs> in the 80s uh, the now. Washington Capitals would have a question Zach Cassian <laughs> Zach Cassian <laughs> I'm so happy to play for the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, no, I crashed my car with a bunch of cocaine in it. I need to go to rehab now. Quick, quick, you, you slide behind the wheel, girl. Pretend you were driving. Yeah. But he's doing okay now because he plays with Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, being above the rest of the human population with hey. your aloof lack of humanity. Kobe Bryant died. and he no, we got the Mount Rushmore. We got the Mount Rushmore for this yes. week. Oh, yes. Top five Draculas. What, what do you mean five? I don't know. You're the uh, worst. Before we get started with this, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Scott, yes. uh, uh, live on air, I realized that you should commit to Photoshopping these. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm just like, I thought about it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't think it's going to be that hard. They all have faces. Yeah. Everyone we're talking about. I mean, faces. it's still a lot of work to to sh- I mean, do a shoot. Do, if we do like once a month, but but then we put it on the website and we'll have yeah. like a little page called like 90s's Mount Rushmore's, uh-huh. and then tourists can come. I'm into it. Yep. 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 I mean, you should do it. Did we actually it. solidify in the last one? I'm not. Did, I think so. Yeah. We locked it into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sylvester Stallone, The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and I believe it was Bruce Willis. Was the yeah, I think Bruce yeah. Willis bumped Statham. Yeah. And, uh, and Keanu. And Keanu, yeah. And other honorable Okay, mentions. well, anyway. So, so now we're we Dracula. Mount Rushmore of Draculas. Which, as I was... While we were off air, there is... Like, we discussed this, that there is a Mount Rushmore of Draculas, and this is not that. This is actually of vampires. Not just people who play. It's not Dracula. of Dracula. It's like of Dracula's. You know, the mo- the most vampire mythologies in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Because I was like, it's we're not just going to say like Gary Oldman, uh, Bela Lugosi, Christopher Lee. And See, I actually had uh, Gary King Oldman Luke. because I think that he his portrayal of Dracula's was important to the modern hmm. the modern synthesis of it all. You know, <clears throat> whereas if we think of old timey Dracula's like Christopher Lee. Uh, Max Schreck, who yes was a, was a Count Orlock, when not actually a Dracula, Graf but he's Orlok. but he's a Dracula's in the like the mythology. I, mean, but I, I believe also like <clears throat> Nosferatu. Hold on, I mean, let me finish my point. The old ones, all those those guys, kind of get united into a old era Dracula, right? Like that is a sure. character kind of. So. and of those, I would say Christopher Lee is the best, and I could put him on my Rushmore. But I but like he's like representative of that whole thing, right? So yeah. I mean, I guess. So, are we gonna? Are we just gonna talk about candidates and then say who we want to lock yeah, up? Yeah. Or, well, I, or do you want? Do you want? Or do you want to hit your like your your? This is my Mount Rushmore. I, I've got my Mount Rushmore. I well, let's hear. It. Let's start with. Four. Let's start with yours. I want to hear it. All right. 
So my number one, my George Washington, the man mm-hmm. of men, uh, Count Dracula from the novel by Bram Stoker. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I tried to pull yeah. another Dracula out, but even Gary Oldman and Bela Lugosi couldn't match the force of the novel's supreme. Yeah, character. like I, I had the exact same thing. He was my yeah. like basically my Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I was like, do we have vampire mythology and pop culture without Bram Stoker? Without Bram Stoker's yeah. Dracula. It's, so, it's hard. He's the Washington of it. I, I, I agree very strongly, but I, I wanted to find a reason why, right? So I think it is very important. Like, he is the, that, that portrayal of vampire is the modern vampire. Yep. And what it does differently than older ones, I think, is include like sex. Sexy. That's right. Yeah. But no, yeah. but that's really important. Yeah. Like, it's like not just a monster. And that sexiness is like every other vampire. Vampire after. the seductor. That's right. So I totally agree with that one. Yeah. Uh, my next one mm-hmm. is. Vampire Lestat from the Anne Rice novels. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to get Tom Cruise to be there instead of the novel version. Uh-huh. But they don't um, look the same. But the novels spawn so many imitators and copycats yep. and possibly the entire White Wolf Mind's Eye Theater industry. And also, I, also the, fur- the further romanticizing of it. Because even, like, I, I also, like, again, I... I have Lestat on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I think it would be truer, but like truer to the essence, but not to the spirit of Mount Rushmore, even though those words are very similar, mm-hmm. to put Anne Rice. But like, she's not a Dracula. So I had, I had <laughs> Anne Rice Pyres as, as one of my entries. Okay. And it was for the same thing. She, she took a, like a twist that was like extra sexy. Lestat de Lion and, cool. and, and, yep. and, and took it in another direction. And I had the exact same thing. Gave us White Wolf. So like you don't yeah. get from A to B without, yeah. I think, yeah. that character specifically. Yeah. And yeah. And again, it's, I guess it's tough to separate I think because I think that the film gave us White Wolf more than the books but the, mm, the film oh, is 91 no. yo the vampire was out before the movie that's true yeah. and Interview with the Vampire I think three or four books had already come out by then it was absolutely influential but it was the but, books not yeah, the movie I, yeah. so let's hang on the, to the back movie, up that statement the, I think the that movie the movie gave us the player base <laughs> here's here's, <laughs> what, here's the parallel yeah. uh, Interview with the Vampire the film mm-hmm. is to people playing the game Mm-hmm. as the craft was two people going into Melange Machine <laughs> and buying decks of tarot cards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give us the player base. Yep. Uh-huh. We talked about how important, like, kind of, you know, not great players are to yeah. running a big LARP. Very. And I mean, Interview the Vampire gave us those not great players We get and gave us a lot of fancy Toreadors. We get Mind's Eye Theater not because there were a few very, very good players. It, we get it because there were a lot of people who bought those books and wanted... Yeah. Do, do you think to, that the notion of clans and vampires with collections of abilities differing by their heritage comes from Anne Rice, or do you, is it earlier? Oh, they, it, it was codified by, by Anne Rice. Anne Rice, right that, on. Yeah, that siring would lead to different bloodlines, would, would give people different powers. Right. Okay, he, we're, she we did are it very subtly. But we are it, all on board with Anne Rice. So far, we're two, two, well, two for yeah. two. Yeah. And, and, I, and I guess that like lestat becomes the figurehead for the end right does he i could almost <sighs> no it's lestat. he's he's the one miss lestat is the icon of, of that yeah. that breed yeah exactly yeah. that's it like i don't i don't like lestat but he's the one who is that yeah yeah exactly that, that's that it like if, if, if you if you think of like in terms of like like i said he's the figurehead mm-hmm. there's like the like the presidents that but, sit up there there's entire cabinets and senates and stuff supporting them. but it has to not be from the movie right it's like the novel version. it's the novel version. yeah, yeah. 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 because i like i said you even even queen of the damned or whatever has another list at and yeah. Was yeah. Like a, and like very easily you say that you don't get the movie without the book like, that's actually yeah. a very good point there have been yeah. three portrayals of that character yeah right three different actors took on the role there's not a lot of vampires for which you could say that that happened I mean, except for Dracula. Except, well, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, who's your, who, okay, so, but is that your, is that your Lincoln? What? What's three? Three? Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, is the stat your Lincoln? Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Teddy Roosevelt, he's popular, he's cool. <laughs> Angel Angelus from television, created by Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. I gave him an honorable Did mention. Not, didn't even go to Buffy. Don't. My wife, upon hearing this suggestion, sighed. Deeply, and said, "Oh, put Spike." I wrote Angel and Spike together. Potentially, but Angel is the Dracula in that show, in two different shows about Draculas. Sure. Hmm. 
Sure. I, I, I mean, I, I, I will continue to hear you out, but he is not on my list. He is in my honorable mention. Yeah. I do. I've had Angel and Spike as, a, as an honorable mention. I think he carried vampires for a decade. I that think one Whedon character. Did that. But that, that decade <laughs> contained Gary Oldman's portrayal, and I think that Francis Ford Coppola's movie hit more people than, than Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But in, in, I, well, in terms I'm, of, I know. I mean, I'm I am aware of how hard this was, yeah. and I don't say that uh, Gary Oldman was shit. He's in my long list of uh, okay. So a- Angel and Spike, I'm I am Padakar, no. but like we'll we'll keep going. Okay. I feel like Angel had um, a appeal that was. It's okay to say More... that you have a on David Boreanaz. It's, we'll, I mean, we won't. Man, he's, so, <laughs> he's so good looking, and he never really got a fair shake. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, eight years of television vampire is a long time. Sure. Vampire to... Bill. Yeah, but he wasn't ah, the... Was he, though? He really sure was, was real big. That yep. show was real big. It wasn't Buffy big, though. It, it was like it was. It, it was, was like... like there, was mo- there was parts Buffy. of it where it was zeitgeist, like... Everyone was watching True yeah. Blood. I mean, yeah. it was kind I of. I put like, Vampire Bill also on my honorable mentions yeah. for similar reasons. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, that's uh, fine. We, we don't yeah, have. Yeah, a, exactly. I, we all I, know. I could see an argument being made to be have like sexy sitcom TV vampire <laughs> as as a like as a as yeah. a entry. I, 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 vampire as not horror. Vampire as not shirt. Sure. Yeah. Like deep drama. Vampire as popcorn. Oh, I get okay. it. And and yeah. but I, I I also will I will say that you are. A very like big follower of the Buffy verse, and they're and they exist. Sure, yeah. But as I'm saying, and and you're not alone in that. But it's just that like I also I know plenty of people who give no shits about Buffy. You know what I mean? Like that's where that's where it's missing yep. for me in terms of like monster. But we'll see. I mean, I feel like the the counter to that is that Gary Oldman has that for that one year where everyone was about it, and not a lot of people. I, I would back. I would strongly disagree with that. I think that the image of Gary Oldman with like the red crushed velvet thing with the circular glasses, that's like an iconic People vampire have that portrayal. And yeah. Stuff. That that like if you're talking merch, the the Buffy versus yeah, 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 no, stop no, sure. to the to But I will say that, that but, even but, today. But at the same time the Buffy merch you can you can was still kind get of weirdly more... like post Buffy. Like I feel the merch got bigger in that same way that Nightmare Before Christmas got bigger like the merch got bigger post it being a sure, thing. but it's still there. Sure. Like you want, you can yeah, go get yeah. more Buffy stuff now than you can even yeah, True but Blood stuff. There's, there's 500 million zillion episodes. There's only one Gary Oldman. <laughs> but even even True Blood stuff, like if you're saying Vampire Bill, there's is still that, it, like not though, even close though to compared to Buffy stuff. On I know, but I'm saying, but if you like, if you put the book sales in there, they those books still sell the the Deep South whatever the the Suki Stackhouse Chronicles. I mean, if you want to look at like DVD sales, if you're talking about yeah, uh, like I know I, that, we, that's we should thing. have actual numbers to to be having these yeah. comparative. I'm, I'm sales just saying, but they're, they're comparative, right? Like I did not know, for instance, that True Blood was a book series, but if you look it up, it's a wildly popular one. Like yeah. I did look it up going in, I was right. like, oh crap, there's like so, 15 books and they're all bestsellers. Like my number four, my uh, Jefferson. Okay, I. Twisted around on this, like some of my honorable mentions include Count Orlock, that just the visual, yep. mm-hmm. yep. premiere mm-hmm. look of a vampire Absolutely. for a, a century. Yep, uh, Bella Lugosi, yep. Uh, Count Dracula in the Marvel comics, Edward Cullen, uh, Eric Northman from True Blood was was mm-hmm. on yep. my list. Wesley Snipes' Blade, yep. um, David from the Lost Boys, Kiefer Sutherland, I right on. Him on yeah, my list. Yeah. Too. I thought about it. Uh, Celine from the Underworld movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vampirella from comics mm-hmm. and Kane from the World of Darkness, but I put in my number four spot, Strahd. Nice. And I'm going to read what I wrote here. Some of you may be saying an NPC, really, while others are saying what's an D and D. Well, he exists, in, he exists in while, all D&Ds. While people may have known other Draculas more, Ravenloft players spent real time with Strahd. They chatted with him, they danced with him, they fought him, they even died at his hands, and sometimes you just gotta put Dracula Jefferson on the mountain. Hmm. Like, people who know Strahd didn't just read about him and then stop interacting with him. They had real experience with this, yeah, with this character. Um, which I think is different than most any other Draculas 
that you can get out there. And I think that's a unique and wide-ranging thing hmm. for a Dracula. Interesting. Interesting. Particularly like because this adventure has come back, right? There was an old edition of, uh, you know, Expedition to Strahd's Castle. Yep. Then there was another adventure that had Strahd and Strahd's Castle called yep. Root of Evil. And then there was now the fifth edition remount of it, which among all of the published material is often quoted as the best of the fifth, fifth ed games. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like almost 50 years of this character so hmm. being, being, being there. And again, people who interacted with this character really did so in ways that are unique and different to all other fictional vampires. Hmm. So think I will that's so intense. That's hard. It was that's it was a hard one. argument so for me to like push I, blade I, and, I, and I, can, I, I believe I can push one of your vampires off of the list. With a vampire who I believe is integral to understanding who vampires are, like what vampires are about, a lot of the kind of stereotypes and tropes of a vampire that we've all interacted with from a very young age, I would put Count Van Count on who? Count Ooh. Von Count. As I'm the, the Count, Count who taught us to count. count. Mm. Absolutely a vampire. Absolutely been around for 50 years. Absolutely hits all the tropes of vampires mm-hmm. and like go, goes around and like presents vampires as part of like culture. Culture. Yep. Like there's a big bird. There's a vampire. <laughs> huh. It, it's huge. Like when you think about your like, the, like how many... Like from the very young age, we're just like, here's a vampire, kids. It's like it's weird, <laughs> but I'm like, like Frankenstein is not a reoccurring cast member of Sesame Street. Yeah, exactly. There's no Wolfman. Neither is the Wolfman. Of but, vampires, but there's though. a vampire, and yeah. I was like, to the like cultural phenomena of vampire, huh. is having a vampire on your children's programming for the last fifty years or whatever, very important to like vampire subculture. Like, it plants vampires and kids at, like, age three. It's pretty strange, too, because it's, like, pun-based education, you know? Like, yeah. the only reason he gets in. But he wears the cloak. He transforms into a bat. Uh-huh. He lives in a gothic castle. He has castle. fangs. He goes, ah, 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 ah. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's there. He has all the vampire powers. He, like, transforms For into... sure. Like, you don't get a Dracula without uh, uh, the Count. You yeah. Know? It's like, you if don't you get now... any cartoon... But- Vampire without representations like without him, he like yeah. safens it in a sense. Yeah, yep. he safens yeah. it, and then I was like, because what got me onto putting Count von Count uh-huh. <laughs> onto the thing was I was like, <laughs> how can you say with certainty that he was not like part of like Anne Rice being into vampires? You know, like because mm-hmm. he was on television when she was a kid, like because that's how long Count von Count's been around. I think she had the haircut too. Yeah, of yeah. Count von Count. Yeah, <laughs> like flat black. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like I was like, it's it's crazy because you're like, who knows at what level? Yeah, yeah. but like it's you put vampire into. So the I, will, I will. This I is will, one of the. This is my counter, my devil's advocate uh-huh. against this. Uh, Count von Count is a parody. Is a copy of a parody. Sure. So you don't get there without Abbott and Casella meet the monsters, mm-hmm. and you don't get there without Bella Lugosi. But because. The Count von Count is a Muppet version of Bela Lugosi. Absolutely. So but. I think that the, the, the deciding factor when we when we reach a, one of these contested things is the impact of the character on Zeitgeist or on the pop culture. And I don't know that any vampire would have as much of an impact as oh, this guy. Like that's a really good argument. I wanted to say. I was saying also my you, number four. If you put if you put I feel like representations of vampires out, people would know that's the Count. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like yep. like. Like, without a doubt. Like, he's, like, recognizable. Probably the most recognizable vampire on the planet. It's a great poll, Keith. Yeah. Yeah, I I like it a lot, and... I, I feel my arm being bent very easily. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to give you mine. I don't know that I can that I can argue it over the count now that now that we've said that. But I was going to say Vlad Tepes mythology. So mm. he he's like a real person who we all know a bunch of stuff about that may or may not be true. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's like absolutely the source of all of this. You know, yeah. it all goes back to Transylvania is him murdering all of his peasants, being royalty. That element of the vampire mythology yep. you don't get without him. It's a good call, and I, I also floated around on but that. But I feel way better about the camp. But I feel that he yeah. is also not a real vampire. <laughs> like, like, no, that, but it's he, tough. But like, was he a Dracula? Or like, you know we, what I mean? Like, yeah. we laughed about this when we were talking about the Mount Rushmore of Draculas. Yeah. One of my favorite Draculas is Dracula Two Thousand Dracula because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's Judas 
in yeah, that mythology. It was a fun yeah. mythology. Like yeah. that's why he can't stand the sight of the cross. That's why silver is weakened to him because of the thirty pieces of silver. Is, is that also from Anne Rice though? The like the cross, the Judas, the the Christian connection because she she went into that yeah, territory. Yeah. 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 The other the other stuff is I I felt pr- I felt more strongly I like so my my three were uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Graf Orlok, Nosferatu, mm-hmm. um, Lestat, and Count von Count. Those were those were that was my thing, mm-hmm. uh, and just just because I was like coming from the like again like raw impact on yeah, culture on culture. So um, so if we're Scott, how do you feel? What are you kicking off your list, if any, for the count? I feel Count uh, von Count. I Count's feel like claim, Angel, Angel's up would would be so you're, the so you're, soft one because I. F- Again, Strahd gave me such fits mm-hmm. about if you don't know him, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you but do, if you know him, you know him intimately, yeah. emotionally, and but for again, extended but again, period it, it's, of time. It's his zeitgeist act- activity that is. But zeitgeist isn't right. the point of it. Like, but Jefferson, part of it is. Jefferson isn't the zeitgeist president. People aren't I mean, like. We well, discuss- well, Jefferson, Jefferson is not on there, right? It's. Uh, it's Roosevelt, Lincoln, Jefferson, and Washington. Washington. Oh. Hang on. <laughs> it's not Andrew Jackson. Jackson was the one we it's thought not it Jackson. was. Yes, it's, it is Jefferson. You're right. It's Jefferson. Andrew, yes. Thomas Jefferson. I kept thinking it was the Andrew Jackson. One. Taft? No. Teddy Roosevelt? No. Those, those are the two rotund presidents. All right. Before Trump. Also, I have trouble, like... Edward Cullen is like a very strong one. Also, for he is, but, for but impact but, to the zeitgeist, yes. But I think he's going to disappear. He will not yeah, have the line. He already has. People yeah. who really liked him already have turned. Already yeah, don't like him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was he was like pizza. Oh, that was delicious, and it's over. And it's, I'm not going to tell my probably my wasn't that delicious to be in. Does does Strahd beat Graf Orlock? Definitely, but I don't know about. But I think that there's a character from that classic era of vampires. It's the thing with Orlock, and I I thought about this a lot is he is very powerful as a picture of him, but his actual presentation in Nosferatu is achingly slow, hard to watch, difficult to digest. And yeah, he makes for a great poster, but if you're actually going to digest anything more about that character... I mean, thankfully, the the, movie's only like 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah, it's like (laughs) 60-something. And it's hard and long. It's not an enjoyable thing to watch go down the zeitgeist though extending out from count orlock right like his impact on the vampire mythology is minimal well sexy vampires be, you know grow and monster vampires become clans yeah, exactly but i mean but it, it, this is this is also the character who is like imp- i like the reason i put orlock on my list was because he puts vampire on the screen you know yeah, but that was going to happen no matter what and the sure. only reason orlock exists uh, that's not dracula is because they were playing fast and loose with, and, and ultimately paid for it, right? Like, yeah. like they, the Bram Stoker estate sued them successfully hmm. for being like, you took the thing, <laughs> and then you just called it Orlock, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So it's it's derivative. It's visually striking, yeah, but it, derivative. Well, it's not just derivative. It was they they had to settle money. Like it was like proven ripped off, right? It was like an intellectual property theft. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could I could bounce Nosferatu. It's fine because of his ties to Dracula. Mm-hmm. So I have for me the the tough decision for my my spot was Strahd and Blade. I feel yeah. like Blade had such a weird impact. Yeah, that's it. Hmm. I mean, he did birth the Marvel franchise, kinda. Kinda. Chocula. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Delicious. You, you got that with <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I'm not going to argue his deliciousness. I was like, and, and the fact that I know someone who actually had to go to the hospital because of blood loss due to Count Chocula. What? What? Explain. Yeah. It cut up the roof of their mouth? No. So, Mariana oh, got Mariana. a box of Count Chocula and decided that she really wanted to cut out the face of Count Chocula from the cardboard box. Cut the hell out of her fingers? And stabbed herself in the leg <laughs> with the scissors. <laughs> bleeding for hours before she decided that it, in fact, needed stitches. Uh, oh, my no. God. It was the ultimate vampire story. Yes. Yeah, no, Count Chocula is just joke. Delicious. Yeah, but also jokes because whatever. Compound Count is way better than him if you're going Absolutely. for if you're going for cartoon yeah. vampires. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You I wouldn't just... go back to Gary Oldman for that fourth one. It's... Because man, the modern vampire like, versus Strahd. 
that's versus Strahd, Strahd is tough, and and again, this is kind of where we like end up in almost like list territory, right? Yeah. Where I was like, the three yeah. of us were like, yeah, Strahd, but yeah. I'm like, does that mean that he goes on Mount Rushmore? I mean, you the know? three of us are are not the general public. We're definitely experts on the on the topic. I don't know that I'm an expert on anything. If anything, though, Vampires is probably It would be Strahd, though. I will say, <laughs> as I'm currently running one Strahd campaign, and I'm weeks away from beginning a second. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You're, you're More so than, than the people who are, you know, saying, oh, please put Edward Cullen on the mountain. Get donked. But, the, but I would say that it's an enormous impact to me and to the people that I travel with and to D&D in general, you know? But I don't know that that will overtake the Gary Oldman portrayal of... But I understand that D&D is accepted itself Mm -hmm. as a subculture but it's a big subculture it's not like you have to go searching through the back issues to find uh your D&D player's handbook like they sell millions of copies yeah like I said to me to me my 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 fourth spot just because we've all conditioned ourselves to say we shouldn't really talk about this at work to our bosses Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's not part of popular culture yeah, but again, it's and and through that culture, we could let the listeners decide. Oh. We vote between Gary Oldman and Strahd. No one will vote. <laughs> we'll get one vote. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Well, then it'll decide. Uh, yeah, no, and on, honestly, my with all of the arguments as they are presented, my fourth spot would go to either Gary Oldman or Blade over Strahd. Like I feel that both of those are strong, more compelling Draculas than. Then Strahd. I, I'm going to have to go with Gary Oldman also. He was on my list. But I think he made an outstanding case That's for Strahd. Right. And I think also for the people who experienced him, you cannot compare the experience of like 30 sessions of D&D. And like the Strahd campaign in all of its iterations, it's written like he shows up over and over again. He fucks with you all the time. Yeah. He attacks yeah, but like you the, when you're down. Stuff like that, like, he fights dirty. Like I thought or, about... Like, or you don't. Or you try to talk to him and he's helpful and weird and awful yeah. and makes you dirty just for asking for his help. Yeah, like, but but the thing is, like I said, I, I feel that it might be like too small of a set. Like yeah. the Legacy of Kane video game series were massive, hmm. but I would, like I barely considered it. Where like, as... I mean, yeah, like... Do you know what I mean? Like those were huge games. Sure, like like, uh, sure. like Blood Omen and uh, uh, the other one. Like the first, like... I don't remember. I didn't play there was like a trilogy of them. Yeah. And, like, and the first one yeah. was like 120 hours and stuff. Like it was... Like for so for some people I was like Kane from Legacy of Kane, but I was like, and they were huge sellers also. That's yeah, I kind of put no, them in the Strahd he, vibe. He goes in that like Eric Northman, Edward Cullen, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Legacy of Kane. Really? Eric Northman over Vampire Bill, absolutely. Jesus Christ, did you not watch the show with? I mean, a he's, woman he's in the, the better vampire. I really did not. He's the better vampire, but it's just. Did like you that. watch the show with a woman in the room at all? Because definitely Eric Northman was the the, the takeaway from that show. Yeah, but then by that argument, so Spike should have beaten Angel. No, fuck you. Angel was definitely the better. Sarah just screamed vampire. Pam. Also, vampire <laughs> Pam is also pretty great. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm right. not shocked at all. It's Sarah's the one who really likes Vampire Pam. Yes. Okay, so uh, we're saying uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Anne Rice's Lestat. Yep. Count Von Count. That's right. And Gary Oldman's Dracula. That's right. Two Draculas on the it Mount sounds, Rushmore of Draculas. It uh-huh. sounds controversial, but it's not. We're right about this. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I feel it, good. It, we're so right about it that Scott is going to Photoshop him Mount Rushmore with these faces on it. <laughs> God, can you imagine the sculptor having to carve count on count? You guys, I was I was cracking up while he was talking about it, imagining that it's somebody felting a mountain. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, but it's it's true. It's it's right. That's very good. Very very good choice. Um, so I think we just have one little piece of business left to take care of, which is to assign John the no. best movie ever. Did you guys actually talk about it? Yeah, oh, we, yeah did. we did. Oh, we I'm did. excited. And and I think we're, we we could almost do. Could we should we let John choose? No. No, no you no, really. No. You're, I'm, I'm you're, adamant about you're, this. You're adamant. You're yeah. adamant on the order. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do we play the guessing game? Um. A major studio picture. Yeah, definitely major. This major, 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 major. Studio. Major, major, major studio picture. Okay. Um, hang on. I mean, Dark Shadows was a major. Yeah. We're not scrounging for like independent film. Uh, right. This is not Pink Flamingos. Okay. Well, I'll tell you um, that it has a 4.5 on IMDb. Okay. A 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. A 27% on Metacritic. Yep. However... 68% of Google users liked this film. Oh, boy. We're in Twilight territory. <laughs> um, the featured song was 
Empire State of Mind. You know, like Good bam, song. bam, 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 da, 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 yeah. Okay. Making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Um, that's what? That's, that's the most meme reference. <laughs> you never heard of that? I mean, I know what it is, but. Bacon pancakes also syncs up with Empire State of Mind. It syncs up directly on top of Empire. There's, and someone made that video, and it's it's the greatest. Uh-huh. And now, literally, the after hearing the bum, 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 I just hear Jake going, making pancakes. Yeah. Um, the film begins uh-huh. in Abu Dhabi. Oh, okay. Mm hmm. None of the main characters are from Abu Dhabi. Correct. None of them are even remotely people of color. Oh, God. Are you, do I have to go to theaters for this? No. No? Okay. No, 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 no. This is uh, an older movie. Cool. Uh, oh. It was also, I believe, it was the, it was the final piece in a... Uh, what's the word Ishtar? No. Franch- large franchise. Yes, yeah, the final piece of a large franchise. Multimedia franchise. Or the most recent piece of a large franchise. I suppose there's always... You can always reboot franchises. It came out a little under 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It had a worldwide box office gross of $288 million. Uh-huh. Almost... Well, it's like triple this money. Like It had a $95 million budget. Okay. I have no so idea. So it made, made some money. Yeah. Um, like, let's see what else we can... I want to see. I want to see. You're who, going into the popular films. I'm. I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. F- uh, from the director of. I want to see. Oh man, you said we're on such weird things. Uh, directed ten episodes of Murphy Brown. Okay. Directed multiple episodes of Sybil. Okay. Uh, oh God! This is um. Uh, oh, 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 hold on. We are, here. We are. It's Sex in the City two. Hey. Yes, it is. Oh, come on, guys! <laughs> yeah, that would not have gotten. <laughs> and I got the I got the number two. Exactly, because of the Abu Dhabi. Uh, it wasn't that, but you know? I, I'm, it's it's sort of like vaguely referenced in my head now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! There is some uh, critical pushback on this film for being. Uh, insensitive to Middle Eastern culture. Yeah. So including yeah. the the phrase Lawrence of Mylabia. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I don't do we want to watch the trailer just real quick? Oh man, I've I have i have seen a review of this very recently. Okay. Reading so watching old Mark Carmode. You guys watch watch him ever? No. He does a, a show called Kermode and Mayo. He's like okay. a British dude who does film reviews. Mm-hmm. He's fucking funny. Smart yeah. guy. Yeah. So this so I'll tell you the back and forth that we had on this uh <sighs> on, on this decision. It's gonna so be my part of me was saying that we could set up a one-two punch because the first one is arguably also terrible, mm-hmm. but was like well received by fans of the show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, part of me really wanted to make to give you the first one, and, and, <laughs> and then, and then, then a, a month and a half from now, <laughs> and then a month and a half from you deliver the second one, so that you would go in sitting down to the second one, being like, well, the first one wasn't that bad. <laughs> so then you would experience even the like the true horror, the, the true horror of of watching the second one, like with the like slightly raised expectations of the first one not being like being bad, but not being the absolute worst. Then you could have the disappointment of it being yeah. even worse. than I the will admit one. I've probably watched not more than 30 seconds of any sex in the city mm-hmm. content at any point in my life. So I really don't know what I'm, I'm in for. I was really hoping for a complete lack of context to really amp up the terribleness of sex in the city. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there you go. Excited uh-huh. for it. Also, your orcs are named after these girls, right? Yes. Is that correct? Correct. He has a bunch of full-blooded orcs on his pirate ship in our Dungeons & Dragons game, and they're named after these You're these totally ladies. a carry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's it. No, it's because they were like they, they were female blood orcs, and I was like, I googled like... They actually weren't female. They were just orcs. You rolled them into being female blood orcs. <laughs> I made them all ladies. I was just sort of like... He was just, John was like, I need names for the blood orcs. So I, like, I googled like famous like foursomes, and I was like, the Ninja Turtles are too obvious. And then everyone was just sort of like, yeah, like, uh, can, I, can I name them all? There's Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, and... <laughs> I'm impressed in a sad Samantha. kind of way. Carrie, Miranda, yeah. yeah, and I named them, like, Charl, Kari, Smurfer, and Smanth, or something like that. But yes, I named my blood orcs after the ladies from Sex and the City. Does that make your player Mr. Big? No, he's not into them. He also doesn't. I mean, it kind of makes Eric's player Mr. Big. Because, it kind of does because he um, end up. He ended up with Carrie. He like stole away the blood orc and made her like a priestess of his uh, of his divinity or whatever. So he's, his divinity. He became a god. Yeah, exactly. He became a god. So he's Mr. Big. Like Hey-o. Carrie ended up with her. Well, so that was. That. I feel like this is just going to be an awkward hour and forty five minutes. An hour and forty five minutes, sir. You underestimate the runtime of Sex and the City 2. It is no. 146 minutes. That is two hours and 26 minutes long, oh, sir. God. An hour and 45. Pish tosh. 
It is Marvel Cinematic Universe film in length. Ugh. Wow. That's a, that's a long... Uh-huh. An hour 45. Pfft. Child's play. It's too bad. Yeah, no, everything about it looks terrible. 146-minute runtime. Why? Like, why? Uh, hilarious. Great. Oh, I'm excited. And I also think that this will be fun because... Um, I think you can watch it with your lady friend, and she will also hate it, but it won't be like repulsive to her in a way that some of like the awful horror would absolutely be. we're going to hate it together exactly that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying it's like so it's still like accessible and you can hate you could bond with her over your hatred of it because I can't imagine her enjoying that at all I can't imagine <laughs> anyone I know enjoying that exactly. Sarah was a sex in the city fan and did not enjoy the second one the uh win tour does um kind of a regularly scheduled thing in Montreal called Tranavision mm-hmm. where she makes fun of awful movies or whatever. And cool. like it took her a while to kind of amp up to Sex in the City 2 mm-hmm. because she was like, it's so hard because she's like, it's just because they, um, they do kind of a Rocky Horror thing. Like it's a bunch of comedians with microphones like slamming it as the movie plays. Yeah, like when we went to see um, the, the Ugandan movie. The Ugandan movie. Yeah, who killed I, Captain I, Alex? We, did we not see that together? You went to see that. The Ugandan know. action movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to try to pull up Wikipedia and read a little uh, plot summary okay. of this upcoming movie. Cool. And instantly started scrolling down because I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and she was like, it's, she was like, it's going to be typical. It's actually going to be hard to just like tear into these characters that I otherwise enjoy because I'm a big fan of the show. Like, she was like, it's she did it, mm-hmm. ultimately. But it was just sort of like, it was a weird thing to build up to because she's like, I'm just going to rip apart characters that I know and love like, because this is, this, this is how bad it is. Like That's it must- what Pitch Meeting does. It rips apart movies that I enjoy. Sure, but two hours and 25 minutes of doing it. Like, Pitch Meeting does it in five. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, in and out. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.